Hi, insiders. Rev up your engines as we hit the road with Pixar's Cars on the Road. Lightning McQueen and Mater are back on our screens in the all-new series, Cars on the Road. They're heading east from Radiator Springs on a cross-country road trip to meet up with Mater's sister. And each stop along the way is an adventure with new characters. You can't help but adore this iconic duo and enjoy the unforgettable adventures they embark on together. This series is great inspiration to explore, discover, and build even greater bonds with those near and dear to us. That's why the Cars franchise will always hold a special place in my heart. To kick things off, let's welcome the voice behind the rustiest, trustiest tow truck in Radiator Springs, Larry the Cable Guy. Hi, Larry, how you doing? We doing fantastic, boys! I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Oh my gosh, you are <laughs> fabulous. You even have Mater with you. How does it feel to be back? Talking all things cars. How does it feel that Mater is back? Oh, it's awesome, man. I love this character. I, I love voicing him. It's hilarious. This new series we did, it's hilarious. The writing is great. I mean, it's everything you would expect from McQueen and Mater. They are truly an iconic duo. And you've obviously revisited this character over the years. Is there any tips, tricks for yourself in order to get back into character when you voice him again? Man, you know what? I'm so happy to be able to do this. I've been doing this character since we started taping the first one in like 2004, something like that. And I've done it so long that it's not hard to get into the character at all. <laughs> I, when I get into the studio, the first thing I do is I always do this. I'll do a dead gum and then I'll do a my name's Mater, just like Tomato without the Tuh, just to get the inflection. So I'll be like, dad gum, my name's Mater, just like <laughs> Tomato without the Tuh. And if I see it, okay, that sounded good. Let's go. So it doesn't take me too long. That is fabulous. He sounds like he's become so much a part of you. You said since 2004, was there a point where you realized like he was going to be a part of your life? Like, and it was just going to keep going. Man, you know what? No, I didn't know. I mean, when I first got the role, I was so happy. I didn't even know how big the part was. They just said they wanted me to be this tow truck. And I literally wept because I knew Pixar was at the time. It was just Pixar, now it's Pixar Disney. But at the time, it was so like huge. All these big actors wanted a part, and I didn't even know what kind of a part it was. And you know, I'd been working hard, and it was like, wow, it's paying off. And then when I did it, and then it just grew into what it grew into. It is mm -hmm. unbelievable. I am very blessed and just so happy that they had faith in me and confidence in me to be able to breathe life into this little tow truck that they thought up. And it worked out perfect. So I'm very thankful. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It is truly amazing. And Mater continues to shine even in Cars on the Road. And I have to ask you because we love this series. We love that it's a road trip. Do you have a favorite road trip that you've taken, Larry? Yeah. Matter of fact, just this last year, my family and I, we caravan with a couple of other families and we stayed at campgrounds and we went to Yellowstone National Park and we went <gasps> to, yeah, we, we went to the Narrows and we went to see the giant redwoods and we just went out West and had a great time. It was, it was our road trips are so much fun. And I think this thing with McQueen and Mater taking a road trip, I think it'll bring back a lot of memories of people that have driven across the country and stuff. It's pretty nice. It's very inspiring. Yellowstone is on my bucket list. So I love that you just did that. Oh, you got to go. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the time today. We love Cars on the Road. And of course, we love Mater. Thanks so much, Larry. I appreciate you. See you later. Thank you. 
Now let's shift gears and talk to two of the directors from Cars on the Road, Steve Purcell and Brian C. Hello, you two. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Hi. So go ahead and introduce yourselves and which episodes you directed. Steve, let's start with you. I'm Steve Purcell. I wrote and directed Lights Out, Road Rumblers, Road Rumblers, and Dino Park. So I told them out of order. <laughs> I'm Brian <laughs> Fee. I directed The Legend, The Movie, and Assault Fever, also out of order. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of the episodes, but so there's nine total. There's three directors across all of these episodes. What's it like working with two other directors, each of you, when you're creating shorts that have a story through line? Like, how does that all work? Well, we're always looking over each other's shoulder and it turns out to be a really helpful thing because you have sort of the support system. You're not, you know, you have your own decisions to make, but there's always somebody else to kind of lean on for their opinion. These guys are experts in their field as well. And so we feel a comfort zone when we're all together working on these. Anytime we have a question, anytime I can grab one of them and like, what do you think about this? Or I was thinking about that. What do you think about that? (laughs) It makes it easier and it makes it better. It makes the end product better. I love the end product so much, but in each episode is so different. How do you determine who gets what? Because as you mentioned up top, you're trying to recall which episodes you had and some of them are not necessarily right after the other. How did you determine that? Just yeah. like, um, it was, I think you guys gave me free choice. Like, yeah. you let me pick mine. Because yep. so, I'd written them. And so it's like, these guys let me pick the ones I, I kind of, they were kind of expecting me to glom onto certain ones, like the Haunted House one. At the same time, I was thinking, oh, there's one that would be really good for mine, or there's one that Bobby would be really good at. So mm-hmm. I was kind of hatching that in my head and seeing what their preferences were as well. And we had we had an early on in the developing process, before we ever decided who's going to do what, Bobby and I would go ahead and storyboard you know, these episodes mm-hmm. and get them on their feet, just as a writing tool for Steve to see what, what would that look like. And I, so I think we, we tended to fall in love and carve out and understand things. So I think we tended to get those episodes that we boarded because we just had a shorthand with it and already had a bunch of excitement built up. I remember there's one episode called B-Movie that I remember thinking, that would be really hard to direct. Maybe Brian should direct that. <laughs> I love that episode. I love B-Movie where it's like Bader becomes star. But you did mention it earlier, Steve. You mentioned a little bit about Lights Out, how there's some fun kind of spooky elements to that. We love that about those episodes both of you worked on, that there's like some nods to The Shining in it. Are you both fans of the horror genre? Is that why we're seeing some of those fun, like kind of scary elements throughout the series? Oh, yeah. I I love anything that has to do with haunted houses and ghosts. And I like those kind of movies. I don't go for slasher movies so much, but I do like spooky movies. And anything with a haunted house or spirits in them, I think are really fun. I saw Poltergeist when I was nine, which is probably (laughs) some sort of weird, like, child abuse thing however it set, it set the tone that like oh this is this is for me <laughs> i was gonna say this series is gonna be the perfect like nod to set up everybody for, to maybe explore obviously those movies like the shining and i also have to mention obviously the haunted mansion were you riding the haunted mansion to kind of study up on how to integrate the ride into this i, I love the like it's the first ride i'll go to when i go to disneyland i just love it i could just sit on it all day long i just love looking at it and all the different little things that you don't notice each time so it's just great i think that's what's so great about this series as you mentioned is every time you watch it you're almost going to discover something new one thing though that's a familiar face here 
Brian, you directed Cars 3. What's it like to see Cruz Ramirez back in this series? Oh, that was a lot of fun. We were working on different ideas, and we actually thought it would be great to get Cruz in one of these. And it was, so, it was something we kind of set our sights on. And Christelle Alonso getting the... I didn't direct that episode, so I didn't do the heavy lifting, but it was just wonderful to see her and watch her act, watch her process, and see what she brings to the character. Yeah, yeah, we were... Even though we weren't directing that episode, we were observing the session, and she was just making us laugh continuously. I was going to say, it's got to be nice to see her back. And then also, I imagine that experience from Cars 3... You're familiar with bringing in a strong female character. And for you, Brian, now you're introducing Ivy into the franchise. How does that feel? And any lessons learned from Cruz and anything that you were particularly excited about bringing Ivy into this? Ivy was fun. I really loved, of all the characters that we introduced, all the new characters in this series, Ivy was the one that stands out. That She's the one that will come along with them and we'll see her in multiple episodes. So we, we really wanted to make sure we were able to bring a larger than life character lessons learned from Cruz. I think it's just keep doing what we do better and try to do the best we can. And we talked a lot with Quinta Brunson about the character and how we wanted to feel and take her input. We're always just asking as many people as possible, but we didn't want to have a perfect character because that's never fun. We wanted, we wanted a fun character and sure. had switches and changes and uh, things you wouldn't expect. I love that we get to introduce this character like it's a scary fur-covered beast from the woods. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I love about both of those characters. Like, Cruz, you don't know at first, like, is she going to challenge Lightning? And then Ivy, obviously, the way you discover her, you're kind of like, who is this character? How is she going to interact with Lightning and Mater? And we grow to love her so much in this series. So, obviously, this series really celebrates road trips. Do you have a favorite road trip that you have taken? Well, my first big road trip was when I was eight years old and we traveled across the country. My family, we traveled from Ohio to San Francisco when we were moving. And so it was all these weird places that I'd beg my dad to stop at. Please, dad, stop at the giant hamster. And he wouldn't stop anywhere because he wanted to get thousands of miles a day. But the memories of that road trip stuck with me. Dinosaur mm -hmm. National Monument, Utah is, you know, the heart of where our Dino Park episode came from. So that was my first and most impress impressionable road trip. That's awesome. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I didn't go on a road trip when I was little, but I have gone cross country. And what I appreciate about it is you never know what the next hour is going to bring. Your brakes are going to go out in Salt Lake City, and now you've got to like find a U-Haul <laughs> dealer. It sounds stressful, but you remember that stuff. And I love the feeling when you're on a, a road trip and there's nothing happening sometimes for stretches of hours. And stopping at a gas station is the most amazing thing at that moment. Just to get a beef jerky and a soda feels like the most glorious thing in the world. <laughs> So let's say road trips will do that. <laughs> the best snacks. Okay. And to wrap us up, what would be your dream car to travel in? You just talked about the snacks, but tell us about the car that you would oh, travel in car. on this road trip. Herbie. Herbie the love bug. <laughs> My dream car. It's Well, they asked me if I wanted to be a car's character at one point. I said a 59 Cadillac hearse. And uh, <laughs> you are. And, and so they actually made one and put it in Brian's movie. Fabulous. <laughs> close enough <laughs> you too thank you so much for your time we love cars on the road and we're so excited for more road trips more fun with lightning and mater thank you both so much for the time thank you. now joining us we have director bobby podesta and producer mark sondheimer hello bobby and hello mark hi there hello we're so excited to have you here so there's nine episodes and one epic road trip 
With so many adventures, how do you keep that through line throughout all these different stories? Mark, as producer, let's start with you. How do we keep the through line through the stories? Well, there's characters that we all know and love that the four of us who worked on it grew up with here at Pixar. And so it's in our DNA. And then as far as the storytelling goes, we have kind of one goal that helps keep the, the narrative through line going. I love that. And so Bobby, for you, there's obviously nine different adventures here. How did you get to determine the three that you landed with? What's great is... You know, I got to, to do this directing-wise with Steve Purcell, who also wrote the series, and with Brian Fee, who directed Cars 3. And as we were working on all of them, there were certain episodes that really just kind of spoke to us. And we just kind of said, I'd like to do this one. And Brian's, I'd like to do that one. And we're like, great, that sounds wonderful. And we kind of fell into it. And they all kind of have our fingerprints on them and our taste. But what's also exciting is that from an audience perspective, it keeps it kind of fresh and kind of fun. And we're always trying to think, what's it like if I was sitting down at home as an audience member watching this for the first time? And how do I keep that fun and excitement going? It definitely delivers on all the fun. And yes, we did. We, we talked to Steve and Brian and they were making jokes about how they thought the series episodes were divided and how B-Movie went to Brian because it was like the most difficult or something like that. But we talked about too, obviously their episodes have some horror themes in it. Talk to us about, obviously, episode six is very different, like trucks, that is going to be the earworm of the fall. How did that episode get added into the mix of this? Yeah, that is, that's, that's my fault for various reasons. <laughs> now, you know, Steve had written an episode and he said, I wanted to, he wanted to write an episode that was about Mater at a truck stop. And it turns into this song about the camaraderie of what it means to be a truck. And that was kind of it. He handed over some lyrics or a potential song. And I added some lyrics and I started working with our composer, uh, Jake Monaco. And I said, you know, Jake, I said, I want a good beat drop. I go, I want kind of a driving beat behind it. I want something that, you know, has a chorus that resonates simple and I can repeat and go. And we just, we just kind of started going. And it was, it was just fun. We would have these working sessions that would last, you know, for hours of just you know, going through and let's move the song around here and do that. So it, it was just great. And they wanted to have a song that was an earworm. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Complete success with the episode, yeah. with the song, with the hand motions, very different motions there, completely different delivery. And you really succeeded in that. <laughs> and obviously it's going to get people so excited about road trips. So the question for you is, what is your must-have item on a road trip? Well, for me, music. Must have a good sound system and lots of music. Nice. Lots of good music. You know, we just went on a road trip. We wrapped our series by going on a road trip with our family. Oh, I love that. We had some good audiobooks. We actually, we've got some teenage kids and we were listening to some audiobooks we're all into. It's something to listen to. Actually, if I could change my answer, this is for you. <laughs> Podcast. Ooh, look at Mark bringing it back. I love the full circle right there. Well, okay, I'm going to bring it back to you two because... As Pixar legends, you've obviously worked across many different projects and you're bringing more and more amazing things to fans, but I want to hear about your Disney fandom. Are you willing to take on the Insider Five with us? Shall we? I'm very scared. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Not to be scared at all. Are you kidding me? It's going to be so much fun. Here we go. There's five rapid fire questions with the first one here. What is your earliest memory of being a Disney movie fan? I was going to say old yellow. That's Mickey a great Mouse. one. Mickey Mouse shorts. Fabulous. Great start. Next Thank question. You. 
If you could only ride one ride all day to Disney Park, which would it be? Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> That's a good one. I used to love the Matterhorn so much. Final answer, Matterhorn. Nice. Okay, next up. It's Disney Karaoke Night. What song do you sing? <laughs> it's a truck thing. Oh, good answer. Disney Karaoke Night. I'll sing the theme song to Cars on the Road. There you go. Because I sang the theme song to Cars on the Road for about a year of the making of the series. <laughs> as the temp music, our crew got sick of it. I'll tell you about that. <laughs> it is a really great theme song. It's fabulous. <laughs> Next question. You're invited to a Disney-themed costume party. Who or what do you dress as? I was, the first thing that popped into my head, for whatever reason, was Peter Pan, but I don't think I could pull the tights off. <laughs> I don't think, I just, I don't think. Don't really think so. thinking it through there, Bobby. I think you would look fabulous, but, you know, your choice, of course. I went to D23 two years ago, and there was this person in a Sully outfit, <laughs> and I love Sully as a character, and he, this person had the coolest outfit. It didn't look like he was hot in there, and I said, if I could have that outfit, <laughs> I would be... That was a pretty cool costume. Very smart, and, though. It's Pixar. And moderating your temperature as well. It's very important in a costume. <laughs> to close this out, which Disney character has the best life advice, and what is it? Oh, Mater. 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 <laughs> Don't need to know where you're going. Yeah. Just, just, need to know where you've where been. You, just need to know where you've been. That's truly beautiful, truly inspirational. Just like this series, thank you both so much for Cars on the Road, all the fun stories that you shared with us in this interview. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful day. That's our show. Cars on the Road is now streaming on Disney+. Plus, So you don't miss any upcoming podcast episodes, subscribe and follow Disney Movie Insiders Presents. And while you're there, we'd love it if you gave us a rating and review. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com or our app and enter bonus code RADIATOR. The code expires November 15th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. Membership is required. Limit one redemption per account. Visit DisneyMovieInsiders.com for terms and conditions. We'll catch you next time, Insiders, with more Disney movie magic.